Hey y'all, welcome back to the Tribe Podcast. Today I have my friend Gina joining me as we talk about the battle of our health. So let me just give you a little bit of background information here on my sweet friend. Gina is a mom and a wife. She is also a certified health coach and an author. And we have gotten to know each other through our church. Honestly, we bonded over her vulnerability in sharing her story with food and health And there's just something so genuine about her and the way that she draws people in. On top of having a well-known food blog, which we'll get into that later, she has published three vegan cookbooks full of plant-based recipes. Really, her entire lifestyle is about consuming what is good for her body. And it's been an absolute joy to be a new fan of hers as I continue to watch her walk this journey. So without further ado, Gina, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here, and I'm going to turn it over to you to tell our listeners about your health journey and just kind of how it started and how it's evolved for you. Yeah, so first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to share a little bit of my story. Um, So I'll just dive right in. Um, uh, Growing up, I suffered from a whole slew of health issues. I had extreme joint pain, fatigue, migraines, gastrointestinal issues. I was always sick, um, just like vomiting for no reason, Um, mood swings to include anxiety and depression. I mean, some of these started when I was just a baby. Mm. Um, So, you know, as I got older, I started to blame some of these symptoms on just becoming a teenager and going through those changes. Um, You know, my parents took me to numerous doctors throughout my childhood who just didn't have any clue what was going on with me, really. Um, You know, because my blood, my blood work would come back normal. All the tests would come back normal. Um, And so, you know, eventually I just became agitated and stopped seeking medical help. Uh, I was just so frustrated. Mm. And, you know, the doctors had been comprehensive with their tests. Um, You know, there just wasn't any ever, you know, answers ever. Um, You know, so I carried on in life doing what I could do, you know, to be quote unquote healthy. Um, I was physically active. I ate, you know, what I thought to be healthy foods. Um, But it wasn't. Uh, until later in life, after my husband and I got married, uh, and we were in a church and we participated in a time of fasting and prayer, that really kind of, I started to have some answers. Mm. Um, And so, you know, we decided to do the Daniel fast, which if you're not familiar with it, it's based off of Daniel in the Bible, urging the guards, um, the prison guards, you know, to try more plant-based foods to kind of nourish their bodies so that they would be stronger, you know, that would be including, you know, fresh fruits, vegetables, legumes, seeds, beans, you know, and drink only water. Um, And so that's basically how we do the Daniel Fest today as well. And let me tell you, during that first week of doing it, I felt amazing. It Mm. was like life-changing. I mean, better than I had felt in my entire life, you know. So I lost a lot of that bloat, that fluid weight, uh, you know, probably related to this constant state of inflammation my body was in. Mm. I had a ton more energy. My bathroom habits were more regular. I mean, talk about an answered prayer, mm. you know, years and years later. Um, so it was, it was just kind of awe-inspiring in that moment. Um, and it was, it was wonderful. You know, once the fast was over, I began to eat normally again. You know, pizza, pasta, bread, <laughs> yep. my favorites. You know, um, but my symptoms started returning. And so that, at that point, that was like when I had that light bulb moment. Like, oh my gosh. It's the foods that I've been eating, that I am eating, that is causing me to feel this way. So um, I don't know why that seems so out of touch because it makes so much sense, right? It's like what we're putting in our body is fuel 
to to carry out our everyday you know thing it seems so like bizarre to us but it is really not and it makes all the sense in the world um, so there I from there I started a diet journal I would write down what I ate all the ingredients of what I ate and I've uh, you know kept track of my meals for three weeks and I started to notice a, a pattern those foods that I loved bread pasta mm. pizza those were you know causing me to feel the most symptoms so that's when I decided to go gluten-free first. Um, and I had a friend at the time who had celiac disease, so she really helped me get started, which was such a blessing because I had no clue where to even start. I mean, going gluten-free, you know, 10 years ago was, mm. I mean, it's not like it is today. It's not as easy. You don't really, you didn't hear much about it really. Um, so then within a couple of weeks, I started to feel much better again, but you know, dang it, it was hard um, <laughs> because, you know, now we're not talking about a fast that has like an end in sight, you know, it's like a three week fast. It's like, you know, this is going to become my permanent fast, if you will, you know, mm-hmm. um, I had to give up a lot of foods that I loved that I was used to eating that was convenient. Um, you know, and I remember crying one night on my kitchen floor because I was, I had a hard day and I was tired and I just wanted to order a pizza. Um, you know, and gluten-free pizza back then was not a thing. You can just order a gluten-free pizza, you know? So, um, but I was really dedicated to give it a real try because I felt like God was, you know, showing me a better way, you know, through that fast, through this new journey I was on. Um, and so, you know, I was, I was fully committed, you know? So at that point, I had a choice. I could sit there on my kitchen floor and wallow in self-pity and, you know, poor me, I can't eat anything. Or I could learn a new way of enjoying enjoying my favorite foods. Mm. Um, So I got up and I headed to my kitchen and that's kind of where it all started. You know, I... I taught myself how to cook. I used to be the person that would be very impatient and like burn everything. Like I have, <laughs> I had no clue how to cook. Um, so, you know, I taught, I taught myself how to cook. I did lots of research and learning on how to avoid gluten and what foods had gluten in it. Um, you know, and I tried to focus on foods that could replace my favorites to satisfy those cravings, mm-hmm. you know, but in a way that would be better for my body. Um, at this point, I also started a blog. I had no clue what I was doing there either. No, re- I have no idea what prompted me to even start a blog because blogs back then were not as popular as they are now either. Um, you know, so Holy Spirit, like lots of prompts, lots of changes in my life at that point. You know, new diet, new you know hobby. Um, you know, and but I really wanted to help other people like me going through similar struggles because it was so difficult to kind of transition into this lifestyle. You know, to know that one, they weren't alone, and two, that they could still enjoy their favorite foods. Mm-hmm. They just had to do it in a different way. Um, and so, uh, you know, recipe development and blogging kind of became my my thing, my passion. Um, and it was also a way to hold myself accountable because if I was cooking for meals for whoever was going to find it on the internet, you know, then I was that eating that way as well. Um, that's good. And so, yeah, uh, you know, I learned food photography and it was just all kinds of, like I said, all kinds of new things were happening. So like through that time of fasting and prayer, you know, God answered in a, in a big, big way. Um, mm. It was a lot of work, but it was definitely, I can look back now and say it was definitely 100% worth it mm. to where I am now. But That's so good. 
Yeah, and eventually I, you know, that evolved. I cut out dairy and then sometime later eggs uh, and eventually went plant-based and vegan after I went through my health coaching program. Um, and I feel better now than I did in my teens, mm. you know, which is so kind of opposite of, you know, what we would think, you know, getting older. But um, so I think I'm on the right track, you know, but I, 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 I did not do this like overnight. It took me years and years of just slowly transitioning you know replacing things with uh healthier options and you know so um and i i do have my cheat days every once in a while you know like but i do primarily practice what i preach every single day i've truly come to love this lifestyle and the foods um and you know the the things that i thought i loved so much in the past really just don't taste that good to me anymore Mm -hmm. um and so I'm just, I'm all in and I love it and it's been such a blessing. So that was probably really long. But. No, that was so good because that really lays the foundation for like what this lifestyle has looked like for you. So I love it. And honestly, I can relate to so many parts of the story. I have an autoimmune and a thyroid disorder and I've gone through my own seasons where my body was just feeling weak or having a lack of energy. I've had the gastro issues and the cold symptoms and the fatigue. And really, like you said, through trial and error, I'm slowly beginning to see what my body needs to thrive and what it looks like to just cut out the rest. So What I've realized is that we all have food symptoms. So whether it's bloating or inflammation, our bodies are literally screaming at us, trying to get our attention to tell us that they don't like what we're doing. And sometimes it feels overwhelming, like to do the food journal or eliminate certain food groups, especially with, you know, just these busy seasons that we find ourselves in. But I want y'all to hear from Gina about the concept of healing your body from within by filling it with foods that are essentially life-giving. So I know we already kind of touched on this, but what else would you add? And for everybody that's listening right now, we have a library announcement, which is where we're recording. So just hang tight for us. It's preschool story time. And we're done. Okay. So (laughs) Gina, talk a little bit about the concept of healing your body from within. Yeah. So, um, I, I love what you said. Our bodies, like I, I I wanted to touch on this about our bodies are are screaming at Mm -hmm. us and it's like, you know, we kind of ignore that, you know, it's like after we eat, we get this like stomach ache or, you know, we get these symptoms and we kind of like normalize it and it's not normal. And it's so, it is, yeah. Now being where I'm where I'm at and knowing what I know it's like my eyes have been opened right it's like so like I I don't know it's just so bizarre that we kind of just ignore this yeah anyways yeah so with my journey it was pretty evident too that certain foods were making me sick I was always very attuned to my body so I knew what I was feeling and I knew I was having these symptoms I just didn't know what was causing it um and again it's that whole thing that's like not normalized like hey, maybe it's something you're eating that's making you sick, right? It's mm-hmm. like, um, I don't know, I grew up in an Italian home, you know, I p- pasta, bread, and pizza. I know I keep talking about that, <laughs> but it's like what I grew up on, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, that's what I, you know, I, I just, I loved those foods. It would, It's what I was used to, and it was those very foods that was making me feel sick. So anyways, but there's millions of foods out there Um and I really do love trying new foods, but even now I can tell when my body isn't jiving with something. Mm-hmm. Um, so that awareness is that first step to to healing, like paying attention to what your body is trying to tell you. Mm-hmm. And 
um, you know, keeping those food journals. I know it's like a tedious, detail-oriented thing, <laughs> but you know, it's a, it definitely it helped me. Um, and you know, just do for. I always tell people, just do it for a few weeks. Like, really be dedicated for a few weeks. You know, whether that be like something like the Daniel Fast, or just if you have like some kind of a clue as to like something that's causing you a symptom, just try and cut that out for a few weeks and really be dedicated to it and see if it helps. And, you know, if it doesn't, then fine, you know, then you can have that. But, you know, if it does, then you kind of have some answers. Um, the other thing that I learned when I was enrolled in my health coaching program is, uh, you know, when you replace common unhealthy, quote unquote, unhealthy foods, I know there's a big, that's a broad spectrum, but <laughs> um, with healthier options, you make that a habit and you kind of start to crowd out the bad stuff. And then before you know it, you're filling your lifestyle with healthy life giving foods. Mm. Um, and that's not to say that it's easy or it doesn't take self discipline or intentionality, but eventually you'll b- look back and say, huh, I haven't had, you know, such and such and such in a while. And you know what? I really don't miss it that mm. much. Yeah. Um, that's good. That's a good perspective. I, I definitely have felt that way these last like almost seven years of being gluten free. And yeah. just, I look back now and I'm like, Oh, okay. I can totally live without that. Yeah, it really doesn't taste as good as it yeah. used to, right? Because our, our taste buds do evolve over time as well. Um, you know, so like I said, something that you, you know, might have thought was the best thing in the world just might not do it for you anymore, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Oreos would be on that list for me. <laughs> Oreos. They do make gluten free Oreos. Yes. And they're dairy free, which is like yes. equal parts concerning and yeah. exciting for me. <laughs> yeah. I know. I try not to buy them. So I do every once in a while. It's like a little, little treat. But yes. You know, yes. Oh, that's so funny. Well, and here's the other thing. I think a lot of us feel like, you know, we have to be all or nothing or it's black or white. And I just, that gray area, there's so much gray area in between. For me, I subscribe to the 80-20 principle and that's like in most categories of my life. Of course, there are certain foods or certain activities or things that I stay 100% away from because they aggravate my body. But for everything else, I have a little bit of wiggle room. And for those of you listening that know my story, I really struggled with body image and an eating disorder in my past. So I'm walking a really fine line of not going to extremes with my eating and having that wiggle room is crucial for me, like mentally and physically and emotionally, because otherwise I could be just really imprisoned by like my thought cycle surrounding food. And God has made that abundantly clear that that's not a place that he wants me to be. So Gina, talk a little bit about how this whole process starts with your mind and keeping it open. I know one of the things that you said to me is that instead of focusing on what you can't eat, you like to look at what God created for you to be able to eat. So talk to the listeners a little bit about that. Yeah, this this goes back to that moment when I was sitting on my kitchen floor, you know, kind of feeling sorry for myself. You know, I could have chosen to sit there and in that mentality and focus, you know, on that I couldn't have that pizza or I could switch my mindset and focus on the foods that I could eat. You know, for example, I could, you know, it's not as convenient, but I could have made my own gluten-free pizza, you know, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just... Uh, with gluten-free crust, you know, that a flour I've never used before, which is fun. I love to experiment with new foods. That's why I love, you know, the recipe development of part of my business so much. Um, you know, but then you can make like a, you know, homemade dairy-free cheese or nowadays you can buy that, which is so great. There's so many options out there now. It's, it's 
wonderful. It's, it's such a blessing. But, um, you know, and then, but, and then loading it with veggie toppings that I like. Um, and you know what? I was satisfied. You know, I did that and I was satisfied. And it, you know, replaced my, you know, it satisfied me pizza craving. Um, you know, will anything ever replace pizza as I knew it or I think I knew it in my mind? Probably, maybe not. I don't know. But you know what? I was, I was still satisfied and I have to look at the positive in the moment instead of focusing on the negative Um, because God did create so many different foods because he, you know, he created us all so uniquely, like, you know, a a food that isn't good for my specific body might be okay for somebody else. Mm -hmm. Um, And he, he knew that, you know, I think some of us were going to struggle with certain foods. And so, you know, that's why he created such a vast variety of foods um, for us to enjoy. Um, and he desires for us to make healthy food choices for our body. So I think he wants us to be self-disciplined in that way um, because it'll help us, I think, in other areas of our life as well. Mm, I totally agree. Yeah. That's so good. I could talk to you forever. I'm like, just tell me everything you know. I'm like, I just want to learn from you. And here's the second announcement from the library. So hang tight. Meeting group. Come join us for preschool story. At least it's not in the now. middle of like either one of us. Like I know it's actually been timed really well. I'm like, okay, good. Neither of us have preschoolers that we could, you know, be bringing here. Well, wait, how old is your daughter? She's in preschool. She is preschool. Yeah. Okay. She's not here. I don't think today. But yeah, <laughs> she's at school. <laughs> oh, hey, girl. Yeah. I was like, I didn't know you were here today. Gina yeah. walks out of our recording and takes her daughter down to story time. Yeah. So great. Um, okay, so. Lifestyle changes. They don't have to be overwhelming. When I think about making changes, I think about them being really small. It's just like anything else we make time for in our lives. It's the small, daily, consistent choices compounded over time that are going to get us to where we want to be. Gina, talk about your faith and your tribe and how those two things have helped in this season of discovery with foods and healing your body. So my faith is really what set my journey in motion. So um, faith is a very big component in what I do and how I view, um, this topic. Um, you know, I was a new Christian when this journey started, you know, but I said yes to following God on this path. I had no clue where it would, you know, where it would take me or where I'd be today, both health wise, you know, or even career wise. Like I, I had no idea, like I this was like, I was going to be a, a food blogger, recipe developer. Like if you would have told me that years ago, like that I would have been cooking and taking pictures of my food and like sharing it with people, I would be like, you're crazy. Like, um, <laughs> That's amazing. That's how you know it's a God thing. Cause yeah. it's so far out of our comfort zone. It is. Yeah. And like, and it's just like some, like these skills that I've learned that God has like kind of equipped me with. And I don't know. So faith is a huge, you know, part, part of this, you know, this whole thing. Um, but I do know if God didn't point me in this direction, I feel like my quality of life would have been suffering. I feel like, I mean, I think back to like some of those symptoms I was experiencing. I mean, as I'm aging, like how worse would those have been mm. if I didn't make those choices? Or, I mean, I, I'm, I just, I don't know. It takes, it, and it takes faith every single day to, to stay in this lifestyle. Um, it's gotten a lot easier over the years, but you know, there's still those temptations, right? Yeah. There's still those moments where I'm like, man, if I could just, you know, eat that, I'm going to say pizza again, but I think I don't have to make pizza. Every <laughs> I know day. I love pizza. So this is great. <laughs> no, sorry, everybody. Um, but, um, 
but yeah, I mean, there's, there's those moments, but then I just have to remember like where I've come from and, Mm. you know, kind of what God has done for me just for being obedient to his call. I don't know. So Mm. it's just been an answered prayer. Um, uh, but anyways, you know, so, you know, he's blessed, he's blessed my, my business and this, my sharing my story with this whatever small pocket of the internet that I have, you know, reaching others who just need to hear it. Um, and I love that you said, you know, this black and white, Mm. like it's not black and white and we view so many things that way just in general. And, you know, it's just, you know, that's why I try to focus on, you know, finding different ways of making my favorite foods. Um, and it's possible. I mean, you can make cheese from cashews now, people. Like, you know, no. it's like, <laughs> it's and it so tastes great. pretty good, you know? <laughs> it's like, I don't know. So it's just, it's just amazing. So, but anyways, for as, as my tribe, I mean, my husband has been extremely, extremely supportive and encouraging. Um, he has basically changed his lifestyle because I had to change mine, you know, mm. unless he wanted to make all his own own meals which would have you know consisted of five things you know (laughs) no but all kidding aside you know he eats whatever I cook um Mm. and he does it joyfully um you know and actually he'll admit he feels better too um and so uh you know there's that's saying something I think so um but I'm so grateful for his support um because he's he's definitely it's definitely been less of a burden uh for me that I don't have to cook five different meals for everybody yes um and so it's it's just been a bless a blessing that he's just been kind of right alongside me and my kids eat this way as well. Um, I'm not as strict with with them because I don't I don't want them to feel like they're missing out on something. Yeah. Um, you know, like it, if they want to enjoy a cupcake at a birthday party, you know, um, they can enjoy a cupcake. You know, unless they're having like a severe allergic reaction, which they haven't showed signs of. I don't want to control what they eat necessarily outside of the home. To, yeah. You know. Um, but rather teach them, you know, how to make healthy food choices, um, you know, and that we just don't eat those kinds of things all the time. You know, yeah. it's okay as a tree every once in a while. Um, but I want to teach them early on. It's, it's, you know, it's just like everything else they're learning at such a young age. I want to teach them how to recognize how certain foods are making them feel. Mm. Um, my, my son was having some like leg pain. I used to have the same leg pain when I was younger and I was like, what could be causing this? So we kind of like, uh, you know, really started paying attention and, you know, he would start paying attention and tell me, Hey mom, you know, my leg hurts tonight. Maybe Mm. it's something that I ate. And I was like, okay, so we're learning, you know, that's wonderful. Like it could, could be growing pains. It could be, you know, but we're going to keep an eye on it. And the fact that he's like, has that awareness and that he's recognizing that at such an early age makes me really like happy and proud because, um, I want them to grow up not ignoring what their body's trying to tell them. Yes. Oh, it's so powerful. Yeah. So, um, um, where was I? <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Well, okay. just talking about your tribe. So you talked yes. about Ben oh, yes. and okay. then the kids. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but I also don't, I also don't want my kids to be apologetic for eating healthy foods either. Yeah. Um, because we do honor God with our bodies. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we don't feel well, we can't do much, you know, we don't feel like doing anything. We are, you know, we're sick at home, just laying around, you know, um, and filling, you know, our bodies with fresh, whole nourishing food sh- should never be a bad thing. Yes. Um, and so, you know, he, he kind of had this situation at school 
where he didn't want to eat like the cherry tomatoes from our garden that I like for a snack because other kids didn't like cherry tomatoes mm. and I'm like this is starting already he's in first grade yeah. you know and it's like and I just told him honey I said honey you should never be feel bad about eating vegetables or healthy foods because God desires you to have a healthy body yes um and so these are like little teaching moments you know early on that I'm that I'm teaching my kids um but you know American culture is still learning yeah and you know, it's improved a little bit, uh, you know, over the years, but uh, we definitely value convenience over over health, I think. Yes. Um, so surrounding yourself with your tribe and like-minded people, you know, such as yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm like so excited about the things that you're saying. I'm like, yes, 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 she gets it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's absolutely helpful. People, you know, like my husband, um, who has been supportive, uh, you know, and even my my family, like they don't really, I don't think they fully understand like mm-hmm. my extended, like my extended family, um, why we eat the way that we eat, but they're supportive and they actually try cooking, you know, a gluten-free and plant-based and I just really appreciate it. Mm. Um, it just kind of shows me that they, they really care. Yeah. So, um, and it's helpful because at holidays can be a little challenging. Oh, I totally agree. I know. I'm like, yeah. can I have the like complete ingredient I list know. for this yes. casserole? <laughs> okay. That's out. What about for this? I know. I know. <laughs> that's so funny, but I think it's really important to recognize like my husband is very supportive of me too and my journey and what it looks like. And although he doesn't fully eat the way that I eat, he is pretty much totally gluten-free and mm-hmm. Um, cheese is a hard thing in my house. It's that's probably been the biggest growing pain for me. And it's been like only, I don't know, five months for me of being totally dairy free. And every once in a while I'm like, man, I'd love to sprinkle some goat cheese on top of, you know, fill in the blank or whatever. But that support when you have your spouse like on board, like I just make one dinner. So it's not going to be like, okay, I'm going to make this gluten-free, dairy-free dinner for, you know, myself and then everybody else figure it out. Our younger two are still sort of trying to figure it out. But my oldest son is very adventurous and he'll try anything. And sometimes I just make something dairy-free and they still sprinkle cheese on top. And I'm like, that's okay. It doesn't have all of the cheese baked into it or whatever. Mm -hmm. So So just recognizing like God giving us spouses that support us and the things that are important to us or that are important to God or important to our bodies, like it's such a gift and it's, it's not something that we want to just skim past. I know for me, and I know you feel this way about Ben, like it is a gift that God has given us, like these spouses that love us and they just want to walk alongside us in the journey in whatever capacity that looks like. And in my house, it's like, I love you and I support you, but I'm still going to sprinkle a little cheese on my tacos. (laughs) And I'm like, and that's okay because Uh that's, we're good. So the whole concept of having a tribe is like, even if you don't have friends, like you were talking about your extended family that are living the same lifestyle as you, they can still hold you accountable and they can still like accommodate your lifestyle. And I just think there is so much power in the mindset of you are not alone. And sometimes what happens is that our healthy choices will impact a friend who didn't think that they'd be able to try an elimination diet or have the time for a food journal. Let's not be breezed past the fact that if we ask him to, God will put a hedge of protection over our hearts and our minds as we step out in faith and just begin to view our bodies as vessels that he has entrusted to us. I think for us, our minds are such a good like first step, right? Just recognizing like God created foods and he also created our bodies and we have to individually figure out what it looks like for us. Mm-hmm. And 
really what I've learned is that it doesn't have to be all at once. Like it's just those little steps. Like if you want to be the healthiest version of yourself, just start somewhere. Like there might be a trigger. It might be after you have foods that have a lot of dairy in it, or, you know, maybe it's the pizza or, you know, the pasta, that sort of thing. Um, you know, I will add a little bit of a side note here. I have a total of two friends I'm literally sitting with one of them right now that eat similar to me. And I know the other one is listening. So hi, Olivia. But when you're doing life within a tribe, like all of my other friends have an awareness of food alternatives when I'm going to be around. So if I'm going to Bible study, I know there's going to be a dairy, gluten, soy-free option for me because that's just what it's like when you live life within a tribe. And by me simply living my life the way that I do, other people in my tribe are aware. And sometimes that awareness is contagious and it creates that spark or it encourages someone else to replace certain foods or seek out a doctor or start making changes in their own lives. And this happens a lot like with my dad and on his side of the family when we get together for Thanksgiving and stuff. Like so many times, one of them has said to me, wow, that was really good for being dairy and gluten-free. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hello, I've like been trying to tell y'all for forever. And I'll make like a dairy-free, gluten-free pie or, you know, cupcakes or something. And they're like, it tastes exactly like your old ones. And I'm like, okay, yes, I know. Let's just all come together. (laughs) Can we just have this be everybody's light bulb moment? But a lot of times it's just that general awareness and knowing what to replace so that our bodies are functioning at their highest level. And I was even thinking when you were talking about your son and the cherry tomatoes, like, One of his friends might go home and say he wants to try a tomato or, you know what I mean? Like the mom is making a salad and then the little kid is encouraged like, oh, well, you know, I was at school today and my friend had them and I've never tried them before. Mm -hmm. Our school has a garden. My oldest son was actually a part of like starting this like gardening club at the elementary school that they go to and it is huge. I mean, this garden is like just amazing. There's a couple of teachers that manage it and that is how my kids have tried the majority of their vegetables, even I have a greenhouse and we grow all the same things at home. Uh-huh. They're like, oh, I tried blah, blah, blah at school today. I'm like, you what now? Yeah. Remember that one time when you were watering the greenhouse yeah. for me? But it's just kind of cool because it's like, you know, it could be the spark that somebody else needs. And I, I should add this because I think it's important. What we're not saying today is that you need to cut out major food groups. So please don't hear that because that is not the message. Yes, no. The message is to listen and heal and treat your body with a level of care and responsibility because this is the vessel that God has entrusted to you. In fact, I think about this often. If he wanted me or you to have any other body, you would. Like, this is the body that he has given you. This side of eternity, like, this is what you have to work with. And he's graciously given you what he's given you while encouraging all of us to take a step towards living healthier lives as we care for our bodies in a God-honoring way. So, Okay, you know I'm going to do this. Before we finish up today, I have to talk about Gina's blog because she's so sweet and I know her heart and she's not going to use any of this time with me here today to promote her mission. So I'm going to do it for her. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. <laughs> okay, so her blog is called Healthy Little Vittles and you can find her on Instagram and she's at healthylittlevittles.com. Yes. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so sign up for her emails because the recipes that she tries and shares and the interactive videos that she creates... Y'all, I have never followed a food blogger that makes eating healthy more simple and more delicious than Gina. There are so many times where I'm like messaging her back, like, I need this. I'm making this. This looks so delicious. And it's like just thinking outside of the box that we've gotten so used to living in and 
hearing her suggestions and alternative ways of cooking. Really, she's just a rock star. Rock star. She just like is super, super humble and sweet and loving. And I'm kind of in your face and like excited and we balance each other out. So I'm, I'm diverting here, but go and follow her and sign up for her emails, order one of the cookbooks. Like you just, you're going to love it all. It's so good. So before we finish up here, Gina, is there anything that you want to add for our listeners? I don't think so. I just, you know, I, I feel like, I feel like if you're thinking about, you know, trying something or if you're having some food related, you know, issues, I think the best way to go about it is the way that I went about it. And it was as a, a fast for the Lord. Mm. Um, you know, I, I feel like it was easier for me because I was giving it to the Lord and doing it for the Lord and not necessarily for myself. Yeah. Um, so I always, I always tell people like if, if they're, you know, affiliated with a, a church or something like in their church does this time of fasting like try the Daniel fast because it was life-changing for me Mm. and it was easier to do it to get into it that way because I was doing it for for the higher power for 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 God and so um you know I I know that it can be so difficult um to do on your own and to really commit to so I, I feel like if you do it that way it's a great way to kind of get into it and and that's kind of like the starting point I don't so that's good that's just kind of what I what I want to leave with but also thank you so much for your kind words and for having me and um I know it's been fun I know I told you we were gonna have so much sorry about the pizza bombs everybody but you know (laughs) oh we've got pizza bombs we've got the library making announcements I love it I'm just I'm so grateful that you were here today and just the way that you're living your life through your faith and your blog and your sweet family is just so contagious. Y'all should see her kids on the weekends serving the Lord with their signs, greeting people as they walk into church. It's so sweet. And Gina, just thank you so much for your vulnerability and sharing your story of what the health journeys looked like for you. I know that there are people listening to this that are just going to be really encouraged by small steps and how those small steps for you and hearing your story have cultivated a healthy and God honoring style of living. I'm just so proud of you and thank you for being here. You're such a joy and you're such a light and I am praying for everybody listening and I will see y'all next week. Thank you.